Welcome to Personal Finance Cat, where I share my personal take on personal finance. What excites me the most about the metaverse is the fact that with the brand new platform, aka Web3, there will be brand new business opportunities. Web1 and Web2 brought about all the amazing businesses we know and love or love to hate. It added so much convenience. Think about search. Liberated people from traditional career paths. Think about social media. And elevated how traditional businesses operate. Think about websites and apps. Web3 is what many people, myself included, believe can take everything to a whole other level. If you're excited about this as well, then listen on because I will share some brand new business ideas that were not available in Web1 or Web2. This is the last episode of my Metaverse season. And so far, I've already talked about 10 business opportunities, with each of them having their own episodes. These opportunities are number one, invest in metaverse real estate. Number two, invest in companies like Meta or Microsoft. Number three, become an architect or designer. Number four, provide consulting services. Number five, become a technical expert. Number six, provide educational content. Number seven, become an influencer. Number eight, make digital products. Number nine, work for companies that are participating in the metaverse. Number 10, produce hardware and or accessories. In this episode, we're covering a couple of brand new business ideas made possible or will be made possible by the emergence and maturity of the metaverse in the three broad verticals, which metaverse is going to disrupt, namely education, business, and social slash entertainment. Starting with education, perhaps my favorite vertical. I came up with at least three business ideas that have been brewing and potentially someone or some people have already been working on them. But remember, it's not about who comes up with the idea first, but who executes it the best. I know what you might say, personal finance cat, that's easier said than done. Well, if you think about Facebook and its success, It's not like the idea of a social website hadn't been done before. There was MySpace way before Facebook. And arguably, Mark Zuckerberg himself didn't come up with the idea of Facebook. Although to be fair, Facebook has evolved so much over time. In a sense, nobody came up with the idea from the very outset. Anyway, listen to how Zuckerberg described why Facebook was successful and why it is him and his team who made it happen. One thing I wanted to talk to you about is when you first started Facebook, you uh, you clearly could have never imagined that it would become what it is now. Like, yeah. What was it like going through the stages of growth of this thing where, oh, great, it's successful. Yeah. Oh, hey, Facebook is taking yeah. off. Yeah. Holy shit, we're overthrowing governments. <laughs> No, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. I mean, it, like, can imagine. Just like it's like, why us? Like, what? Like, what? Right. What happened that we were the ones who 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 built this? Like me and this. Group Where's of my people. space? Where to go? So yeah, you know. Here's here's my my reflection on this, and I mean, I'm I'm curious for for your view on if you you think this is just crazy, but but like when I was getting started, I, I remember the night that I launched the original Facebook website at my college. Right, it was just a 
website for my college to basically you can it was it was literally a facebook right it's like my like harvard didn't have a paper facebook and i was like this is stupid let's just make a version where people can input their own stuff because people like expressing stuff about themselves and people are really interested in learning about other people so let's go do that and um we can help people connect around that so i launched it i went to go get pizza with my friends and that night we were talking about how it was really cool that I got this out at Harvard, and people were going to use it at Harvard, but someday someone was going to do this for the world. And it was not even like a possibility for me that that was going to be us. It was like completely obvious that it was going to be someone else, right? It was like, like we're just college kids. Like, who, who are we to, to do this, right? It's, um, you have like Google and Microsoft and you know, Yahoo at the time, these like great technology companies that have thousands of engineers and like all these servers and all this resources so it's like it just wasn't even a question it wasn't even a hope that i had that we would do it but then like okay so we just kind of kept going right so we launched it at harvard and then what year was that 2004 and a bunch of students from other schools started writing in and um as soon as i optimized the code and basically got like could make it so that i could i could run this at more colleges at the same time I started launching at more colleges and like launched it at like two more colleges at a time, like every week. And, and, um, and it just kind of kept on going. I, I think a lot of people just kind of like wrote it off, right? It was this thing that, you know, a lot of people in colleges loved, but people were like, okay, that's kind of a kid thing. It's not, it's not going to be a, a global thing. And I was like, no, so someday someone's going to do this. It's going to be a global thing. Um, but like, Google and Microsoft and all these companies could never really get motivated to do it because you know, there was probably a bunch of internal bureaucracy or forces that were like naysaying against like why this was a valuable thing. So then, okay, then the people who were in college started graduating and they kept on using it. So then it was like, okay, so this clearly isn't just a college thing. And we started in 2007, we opened it up beyond college so that anyone can sign up and people of all different ages st started signing up. And then the meme shifted from this is a, a, a college thing to this is a fad, right? Because people, you know, you mentioned MySpace and, you know, there's this whole string of social apps like this. There's Friendster and there's MySpace and it was, the whole thing was there's like one after another. So it's like, no, there's not going to be one for like 20 years, right? That lasts for like for 20 years or 30 years. It's like, this is a fad. And probably, you know, inside Google or Microsoft, there were probably people who thought that this would be a cool thing to do and 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 like and, and go build this, but probably a bunch of bureaucracy and people like naysaying on it. So we just kept on going. And and then the next meme was, oh, it's never gonna be a good business. Okay, they they like they, they okay, so there's a hundred million people using it. They've been going for like five or six years. Maybe it's not a fad, maybe maybe people are gonna keep on using it, but like but I mean, there's only one good internet ads business and it's google so it's like the chance that like someone can invent another one it's like that seems really low so let's like i don't know just it was no one really motivated so i i guess my reflection on this is that I, I think with so many things in the world i think we did it because we just cared more and actually believed in it so we just kept going right it shouldn't have been us like so people had more resources all along the way and, and cared more and i i've just found that that's actually sort of something that i've noticed in other areas too so if you notice like if you think about like what what like elon's doing with rockets you know or like what we're trying to do with the metaverse right it's just like these are sort of these crazy things and i do think at some level 
just the people who believe in them the most and are willing to spend like a decade or 15 years of their life kind of digging in the trenches when investors are telling you that it's not a good idea um or i don't know i I think I, i i think like kind of care is probably undervalued in terms of determining what who ends up doing what in the world that's right as cheesy as it sounds you have to care enough about it so if you believe education can be done so much better than the status quo and metaverse is going to facilitate that big time then who's to say that you are not going to be the one who would bring these ideas to fruition and or make them thrive all right here are my ideas number one create educational content in the metaverse in episode six of this metaverse season i already spoke about how to create educational content for the metaverse however the resources available currently are still pretty basic and there is a lot of improvement that can be made so there are certainly plenty of opportunities still to make a good and reputable name in this industry for example you can become the go-to provider of a platform where people can come create their educational content for using the metaverse, kind of like a Skillshare for the metaverse. Or you can be the content creator who produces awesome learning experiences, kind of like an ABC mouse for the metaverse. As I talked about in episode six, there can be so many fields of study which can significantly benefit from this immersive type of learning in the metaverse, such as history, astrophysics, medicine, anthropology, geology, etc. Where 3D learning is just going to be so much more intuitive, impressionable, and effective. In addition, even if you are not the creator of set platform or content, with the fast pace of technological changes, you can be the bridge that helps companies, educational institutions, individuals, and other organizations figure out what resources out there can best fit their needs. I came across a company while browsing the VRAR Association's website, whose business is basically helping companies figure out how to, quote unquote, get on the metaverse. Because it takes a lot of work and expertise to know what software and hardware are needed. A similar business model can be used here. And your target customers are, you guessed it, companies, educational institutions, individual educators, and other organizations that need to educate their people. Number two, conduct live virtual classes, conferences, collaborations, etc. in the metaverse. While idea number one I just talked about is the counterpart of today's pre-recorded classes, the live delivery of education is still needed and in some cases preferred. Metaverse can be used to conduct this type of live education as well. Many people, myself included, do not like the teacher lecturing and student passively listening type of education in a traditional classroom. However, metaverse can change that because you're no longer confined in a certain physical space. The teacher can spice up the lecture by adding a tour in the inner core of Earth, a zoomed in visual of the galaxy, or a walk in historic Greece, etc. Conferences, collaborations, and so forth can similarly be liberated by the metaverse. Number three, create one-to-one virtual classes and or tutoring sessions in the metaverse. My children take one-on-one foreign language virtual classes on their iPads. The instructors are abroad. So with the purchasing power difference, the classes are fairly affordable and much more effective than group classes because these classes are one-on-one 
In addition, it's very convenient since I don't have to drive them back and forth between school and home. As a matter of fact, they have taken these classes in a car or in a restaurant once in a while due to unforeseen circumstances, and it worked out. Truth be told, it was my fault for not rescheduling the classes sufficiently in advance. But my point is that the virtual aspect of these classes make them very flexible and convenient. Anyway, with the metaverse, this is going to be taken to another level. The only aspect I didn't like about the current virtual classes is honestly the restrictive 2D interactions. Because my kids are little, they move around a lot, so the camera may not be capturing them all the time. But even for adults who like to sit on a chair for hours on end, besides the restrictive sitting position, there is also lack of direct eye contact, lack of seeing the whole person on the other end. Lack of collaborative interactions, etc., which will all be changed for the better by the technologies or future technologies in the metaverse. Similarly, tutoring can also be done more effectively in the metaverse. My children also use Kumon, which moved online during the pandemic, and we really liked it because of the logistics convenience. Metaverse tutoring has a competitive advantage over the traditional brick-and-mortar tutoring companies or 2D virtual tutoring services. Similar to those described previously for one-on-one -on -one virtual classes. Let's now move on to business ideas for businesses. No pun intended. And for this one, I've got quite a few for you. Number one, conduct sales activities in the metaverse. I have some friends who are in sales, and during the pandemic, I was told it was horrible doing sales calls on Zoom with customers. I totally understand. At the same time, some companies in the life sciences industry are laying off salespeople because these companies understand that physicians more so want to know the technical aspects of how to prescribe the medicine or how to operate the medical devices, but do not necessarily want to hear the sales pitch from the reps. In either case, metaverse can help. 3D virtual delivery of a sales pitch can make it so much more cost and time effective. If it closely resembles the in-person sales pitch, for industries like life sciences, on the other hand, where the need for sales is reduced, but the need for technical demonstrations is still there, then those technical demonstrations can also be done much more cost and time effectively in the metaverse too. If you already own a business, then strategize about how you can move the sales function into the metaverse to save costs and ultimately improve your company's bottom line. If you're familiar with a particular industry but do not have a business yet, then perhaps create a company to provide outsourced sales services for other companies in that industry. Your competitive factor would be that your sales reps are familiar with how to conduct sales pitches in the metaverse. If your company or your industry of expertise do not require pure sales but more technical demonstrations, then use the metaverse to its advantage as well. Number two, conduct. Marketing activities in the metaverse. In the last couple of years, I've seen so many ads on YouTube that teach you how to run Facebook ads. Then I've seen YouTube ads about Facebook ads being outdated because there is no longer the cost effectiveness of running Facebook ads. My point is, to quote Gary V, you should get the quote-unquote underpriced attention when it comes to marketing. Many popular platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Google, and YouTube. Have become very expensive to run ads on, much like the good old billboard. It still works, but it costs way too much. As a good marketer, you should always seek the quote-unquote underpriced attention. 
Metaverse is brand new, so now is the prime time to learn how to run ads in the Metaverse. No wonder some of the largest companies like Coca-Cola, Nike, and Samsung have already set up shops on platforms like Fortnite, Roblox, and Decentraland in an effort to market their brands. Number three, create a VR shopping experience. Along the lines of marketing and making your brand stand out, if you have a business that sells goods or services, set up a virtual shop where customers can come visit your shop in the comfort of their home. I believe Metaverse is going to disrupt the retail industry, much like Amazon did to traditional brick-and-mortar retail. If the Metaverse virtual stores are more convenient to shop at, and yet still have the benefit of physical stores, for example, you can try on the clothes and see how it fits. Then why wouldn't the customers prefer it over the 2D online shopping experience? Well, you may say not everyone has a pair of VR headset yet, and the adoption is going to take time. Fair point. Which brings me to the next business idea. Number four, create an AR shopping experience similar to VR. AR can be used to enhance customers' shopping experience. Imagine on a typical workday, you are sitting in your home office doing some work, and all of a sudden you realize you want to change the wallpaper for your office. But how would it look with the other decor you have in the office? Well, with AR, you can just lift up your smartphone and look through the lens of the camera. Voila! There is the wallpaper magically appearing on your wall. Don't like it? Try another one. And another one until you find the one you like. As a matter of fact, on Shopify, some sellers are already doing that. Shopify published a blog article back in 2018 titled "10 Shopify Stores You Can Browse in Augmented Reality Today." I'll link the article in the show notes. The article has embedded short clips of what these AR experiences look like. Many of these brands are small businesses, but believe it or not, Instant Pot. A household name is also amongst them. So far, it doesn't look like that many brands are doing this yet. And for these ten brands or so, what they provide in AR looks very basic. So again, there are definitely ample opportunities for betterment. You can perhaps create a company which exclusively focuses on providing a platform for retailing products suited for AR display and tryout, like home decor, clothing, makeup, etc. At least to start with. And this will be your distinguishing factor as the cool new thing to attract people to get on your platform. And over time, every brand would want to do this because, from the customer's point of view, who would want to view something in 2D if there is an option for 3D? Number five, set up 3D presence in the metaverse. What I mean by 3D presence in the metaverse is basically the analogous thing to a website in Web 1.0 and a social media page in Web 2.0. I'm not sure what it will be called yet, but we will find out soon. Remember the adoption curve of websites and social media pages? At first, only a handful of large companies had them, but nowadays, few businesses still do not have a website or a social media page. I'm sure even your neighborhood hole-in-the-wall pizzeria has a website or a social media page, so that you can easily search for their phone number, find out whether they're open, or see what reviews they have. Similarly, over time, there should be some sort of 3D presence for businesses, large or small, in the metaverse. What I envision is, with lack of a better word, a 3D website that's interactive. In other words, it combines the informational aspect of a website, the interactive aspect of a social media page, 
and also the immersive aspect of the metaverse. Imagine yourself searching for a restaurant in the metaverse. You can check out how much space there is, the ambience, the food presentations, etc. Not just with pictures, but with everything in 3D. Wouldn't that be amazing? It's kind of like a digital twin that some tech companies like Microsoft and Matterport have already developed technologies for. But so far, the applications have been limited to manufacturing businesses or residential real estate. Perhaps join these companies, attend conferences, or network with professionals in this space and see what you can do to make mass adoption of such technologies happen. Now the most fun vertical, entertainment. VR has long been used in gaming, but with metaverse going mainstream, there can be so many more applications, some of which I'm really looking forward to due to personal circumstances. That said, based on my understanding, the technologies in this vertical are the least mature. As far as I know, we're farthest away from making these a reality. But hey, again, the benefit of getting in early is that competition is low and sky's the limit of your imagination. Number one, virtual hangout in the metaverse. In platforms like Fortnite, Roblox, and Decentraland, arguably you can already do that, but it's far from the ultimate state that many envision, especially for non-gamers. What I envision is that my friends or family and I can all stay at the comfort of our homes, who may be scattered across different parts of the world physically, and chat, play board games, listen to music, catch a ball, cook, etc. In other words, we'll be doing the things we would do together in person, but currently only able to do in person. Metaverse, therefore, will almost serve as a teleport device, which enables you to go anywhere in the world instantly. Number two, virtual tours in the metaverse. If you want to visit Hawaii, Antarctica, or the center of the earth, it might not be possible for you now because of budget, aversion to extreme cold, or just pure inaccessibility. With a metaverse though, it can happen, but it doesn't have to be restricted to places that actually exist today. How about a dinosaur park, ancient Babylon, or an imaginary futuristic candy land? Number three, virtual meetups in the metaverse. Have you ever been to a meetup? They're pretty great. As a real estate investor, I can honestly say that the most significant progress I made was due to the people I met through these meetups. I haven't gone to them that much anymore because of family obligations, busy work schedules, and the fact that it takes me two hours just to drive to and from the meetup location. If I could just join these meetups virtually, I'd be happy to pick it up again. The organizer did set up virtual meetups during the pandemic, which have since been canceled after the pandemic restrictions have been lifted. I was able to attend these meetups on Zoom and it was great because I could do the family chores and take care of the kids while listening in. But at the end of the day, Zoom meetings still do not make people feel like they're actually together. So nowadays, things are going back to in-person again. Virtual meetups in the metaverse can hopefully change that. I'm looking forward to the day where conducting meetups and other get-togethers in the metaverse is the norm. Number four, VR movies. We already have 3D movies nowadays, but again, you still sit in your chair the whole time for the length of the movie. If that's the way you prefer it, great. But for those of us who want to be active during our downtime, because we already sit all day for our day job, then an interactive VR movie in the metaverse would be an even better option. Plus. 
due to the limitation of the screen setup and the 3D glasses, even though things look 3D, you are still the observer and you do not feel as if you're a part of the 3D world. If you have ever played VR video games, the highlight of the experience is that you feel like you're actually in this virtual world and you're doing something active. Similarly, in the future, we can have an interactive VR movie experience, which will be even more entertaining than the present day 3D movie experience. Number five, VR entertainment. Lastly, besides games and movies, other forms of entertainment can be made interactive and be done with VR as well. Solving puzzles, playing chess or other board games, dancing, art design, workouts, and whatever else you can think of. For many people, the current ways in which we perform work conduct business, socialize, and entertain are generally very sedentary, which are not great for our health. I've often wished that during my non-work time, I can do something that does not require sitting. There have already been inventions like standing desk or treadmill desk, but you are still tied to the desk. With the metaverse, the idea is that ultimately you just need to wear a very light pair of headset, such as glasses and project the media in the air, which follows you as you move around. So you are truly freed from the computer screen or phone screen through which you interact with the internet. For all these business ideas in the entertainment vertical, like I said, a lot still needs to be done in terms of technological developments. But if you're an entrepreneur, you can certainly explore and figure out what can already be achieved or be achieved fairly soon because there are so many angles to go about it. For example, there are already platforms on which we can do 3D meetups today, like Mozilla Hubs. Perhaps your role is to market the benefits of such 3D meetups to gain massive attention and figure out how to make a business out of it. Or if you are someone who is technical and has a long-term vision for how things would work optimally, perhaps create an R&D company to develop some of the technologies needed to make these ideas happen. All right, friends, these are the brand new business ideas for the metaverse I came up with. It's been a long episode, and if you have stuck to the end, thanks so much. This episode also wraps up my metaverse season. It's been a fun journey, and I certainly learned a lot. Although through this journey, it does feel like metaverse is still in a very early stage. And whatever momentum there was in 2020 and 2021 because of the pandemic, has been tamed a bit during 2022 as people go back to in-person interactions and as we head towards the recession. That being said, I'm still very bullish about the metaverse in the long term and believe that it will be the future of tech. We shall see. Thanks again for listening. Again, I would really appreciate it if you can leave me a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or leave a like or comment on YouTube and stay tuned for my future episodes. I will have some very interesting changes to how I do my episodes. Bye for now.